The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What the fuck's cracking? I completely forgot about doing the show tonight. Like, <laughs> completely. Like, 8, 15, 45 minutes ago, I was like, yeah. is there something I have to do tonight? And I almost took a muscle relaxer. That would have been interesting. You should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, kind of sick as it is, and I've been dealing with shit all evening. So, you feeling puny? <clears throat> Not too bad. Josh from Big from Rip was going to come, but I told him to stay away because I'm quarantined right now. <sighs> it's not that bad. It's just a head cold, but nobody wants a head cold. So I told him to we'll reschedule. That sounds good to me, though probably all nasally and crap <laughs> you don't sound that bad you sexy little bastard yeah. well, it's hard to make this voice sound bad that's right that's right <laughs> that pleasing baritone of yours <laughs> oh my goodness oh so what the fuck's new bro well, i saw um, i saw that you uh you got your christmas tree yeah, it was too tall. I had to cut the bottom off of Sons it. Sons of bitches. Worked out just fine. I'm prepared. I was a Boy Scout. Had it done in no time. I'm ready to go. Uh, Always prepared. So, yeah, the tree's up. That's awesome. Did that. And um, just been kind of sitting around watching shit on Netflix and shit the last few days. Hell yes. But, uh, so, I'm supposed to have an MRI tomorrow. Oh, you got to have an MRI? I'm supposed to have it. I have an MRI scheduled for 3 o'clock tomorrow. I don't think it's going to happen now. This is for your back? Yeah. What the fuck? Why Why isn't it going to happen? So I'll just... So two weeks, two weeks ago today, I had my first doctor appointment for my back. I finally got the yeah. insurance November 1st. November 28th, had the doctor's appointment so that I could have a referral to a better doctor for my back, that kind of thing. Right. And 
they set up the MRI for tomorrow, which is December 13th or whatever it is. Yeah, 13th. Yeah. So I had a doctor's appointment today that was supposed to be the follow-up for the MRI, but they took forever scheduling the MRI. Whatever. I had to talk to them about the pain meds anyways. So I was getting calls today from the place I was getting the MRI done, and I finally called them back to set everything up. And they were... um, you know, going over the setup process and in the setup process, they told me I was going to pay $535 out of my pocket, which sucks, but it's part of the deductible. Yeah. And they said that the insurance hadn't approved it yet. Okay. So it's been, it was ordered two weeks ago and the insurance hasn't approved it yet. So we call the insurance and they say they need more information like in order to approve the MRI that I may have to go do physical therapy first. And, I, and they said what they need me to do is have the physician that ordered the MRI to call them to explain to them yeah. why I need it. Okay. It doesn't make any fucking sense because that doctor ordered it for a reason and yeah. I have to get what's called a physician referral for the physician that already referred it. That makes zero sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense because so the, well this insurance company doesn't know the history with my back but they could probably see it in the notes if they would take the time to look and I'm sure the say. person that's dealing with it does, has no idea they're just a pencil pusher, pusher or whatever but they're also but, second guessing the physician yeah so I have to call the physician's office in the morning and tell them I need to call this I need the physician it can't just be a nurse it needs to be the no, actual it has to be him the actual doctor that ordered it to call this phone number give them the case number and tell the person that answers that phone why what? they need it when she so there's different levels of when you when a physician orders an MRI of how urgent it is sure there's different levels as to how fast you need it and stuff like that there's at least four of that she mentioned I'm at the second highest level I'm at urgent she put it as urgent she needs yeah. it that the only thing above that is stat where they need it that minute like that wow. day wow so my doctor already did all that already sent in the referral urgent all of this stuff i actually have a copy of my mri from five years ago with the information i brought it to my doctor and that's why she referred it but now the insurance company has to actually talk to her holy hell but i'm supposed i found that out at five o'clock today and my doctor was already closed for the day yeah, dude. And my MRI is tomorrow at three, so I have to get up in the morning, call the physician as soon as. Yeah, you're gonna have to haul. They balls. get in. Yeah, you're gonna have to and haul hope balls she on isn't this. just taking the day off because no doctors they have weird schedules. Oh, she my could God. just have Tuesdays off. Who knows? So I might have to reschedule it, which is fine because <sighs> they said, "Oh, you can always do it, but you can, you would have to sign this waiver stating that." You know, if it's if. not eventually approved, you will have to pay for the whole thing out of pocket. Which, how much would that be? <laughs> oh, average MRI price, 1600 to 3200 depending on where it is. Just bend you over. I'll tell you where it's at. My so, God. yeah, now, and th- my wife called because it's actually her insurance, and my, my mic keeps slipping. But anyways, 
uh, it's actually her insurance. So she was the one talking to the insurance company. And they were like, well, we usually send people for six weeks of physical therapy before we do an MRI and all this stuff. And I'm like, physical what therapy the fuck? could fuck me up more. Yeah, for if, sure. If I have to get on the phone and talk to them, I'm going to record them. And I'm going to tell them I'm going to sue the shit out of them if they order me to do physical therapy and it fucks up my back more than well, it is. Because the reason I didn't want to do a damn thing to any chiropractor, nothing. No. Until I know what's going on. Because how could they make a call as to what I need if they don't know what the fuck is wrong with my back? Sons of bitches. So, yeah, I just... Ugh, fuck it. Oh, I'd be fucking it, it, pissed. It, I could have handled it if this would have happened last week or whatever. Right, right. But fucking less than 20 hours, 24 hours before I was supposed to go get the MRI. God dang, man. You're getting, the, uh, you're getting fucked over here. That's what it is. Yeah. And the neurology doctor that I'm also referred to, yeah. I can't set up an appointment with them until the MRI is done. What? Because they need the MRI to know what's wrong with me. So they won't set an appointment with somebody until their MRI is done. And now wow. that's going to have to be postponed more, I guess, however long it takes to get back my MRI and actually get to it. Oh, my gosh, dude. <clears throat> that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a shit show. And there's another thing about it, too. So the insurance prescription plan pays for some things but I don't understand how what what it picks and chooses from but they gave me a debit card yeah to pay for anything that the insurance didn't cover and I don't know how much it's supposed to be on there or whatever but my, my wife's work they cover half the deductible because that's right. just something they decided to do for their employees. My right. deductible is thirteen hundred or three thousand dollars is my deductible. Yeah. They will pay the first fifteen hundred to, you know, just to make that much better for their employees. Yeah, absolutely. So, on my prescriptions for my back last uh, two weeks ago whenever I got it one of them was $240 out of pocket that was yeah. the, the insurance would cover everything but the $240 so I used the prescription card because that's what it was for but that didn't come out of some bank account company that came out of the $1500 deductible that the company was going to pay so I don't know why the hell I have that card to begin with I couldn't right. they told me that I couldn't use that card to pay for the MRI because it's for prescriptions, but this prescription money came out of the money that the company says was going to pay for stuff. And today, because I have a head cold and I was at the doctor anyway, she, you know, prescribed a, like a Flonase to me. And she yeah. says, oh, it'll be so much cheaper if I prescribe it to you because you can get that stuff over the counter. It's like 30 bucks or whatever. Okay. I go in, I get, they, they send in the prescription. I go and pick it up and. The lady says, well, your, your insurance doesn't cover this because they have it out there. But, you know, if you <laughs> want to get it from us, it's 65 bucks. Holy shit. I'm like, well, you could use the, the debit card thing, but no, it's coming out of my thing. Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, I haven't, te myself, I personally haven't had insurance in five years. Yeah. And I, this is just worse than it's ever been. I thought Obamacare was supposed to fix this shit. I don't know. I think it's worse because the last insurance that I had 
it was a lot cheaper than this and it covered it? everything i didn't have to pay a single thing out of pocket five years ago and it was damn. cheaper damn yeah that'd be nice <clears throat> so yeah so i guess i'm crippled for a little bit longer <laughs> Oh my god. Well keep me posted, man, like how that goes. You know what I'm saying? Like all throughout the day. Keep me posted. Yeah, oh just the the shit is is so I could go get a job right now and sit at a desk or whatever. But what employer Fuck. is gonna wanna hire me if I have the possibility yeah. of back surgery in the next three months? Yeah, that's a good point. And I mean they de- technically they they can't not hire you for that, but they're yeah. not gonna hire me. And <laughs> But there's always somebody else. I'm not going to be the guy that doesn't fucking tell them. Right. Be like, oh, yeah, I should have told you that I was going to be gone for three or four weeks a few months into being hired. That's not how you get into a job. So (laughs) fucking waiting. So who knows? Oh, my goodness. (coughs) Pain in the ass. That sucks. The good news is is the prescriptions that I do have, I have to take a lot before (laughs) I... uh, apparently hurt myself so and I basically i get to experiment with whatever you works best for me hey but i do have some responsibility throughout the week and stuff with my daughter so i can't go crazy but you go a little crazy but <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah i'm on a 50 milligram pain reliever which now i could take two of because it wasn't two at a time i could take up to eight in a day but I could take two at a time now because one wasn't helping and I have an 800 milligram Jesus. muscle relaxer that when I first had it the first four or five days I slept like 20 <laughs> or 16 <laughs> to 18 hours a day because of it no it's not as bad mood. but uh, that I'm supposed to be able to take up to four a day Good I couldn't Lord. imagine. I would only take one, and I was yeah. on asshole day. Like, that's gonna put down a fucking elephant, dude. Are you kidding? I'm me? a fucking Jeez. like. I have, I have never, ever taken a single pain pill before. Wow. So my body has no experience with that, other than like Tylenol and ibuprofen and shit. So sure, my body has no like. What's that? We we drink a lot. You tolerance. tolerance. My body has yeah. no tolerance <laughs> to pain medicine because I just never had it before. Right. Oh my god. It's like me, man. Like I don't do the pain meds or anything like that. I never had. I was actually prescribed it five years ago for my back, and I decided not to take it. Really? I didn't. I didn't. Oh no. I I don't have necessarily a, an addictive personality. Sure. I don't want to be that guy that gets strung out on drugs. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I don't know. I felt like I could handle it, which I could yeah, actually I technically. See. I could handle the pain right now. It, I wouldn't be in a good mood ever. <laughs> Just be pissy the whole time. I mean, I didn't take any today until about thirty minutes ago, and uh, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah about thirty minutes ago. And uh, I was in horrible pain because I wanted to see how it would be without taking it for a day. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't take any today, and then it was bad. Damn, man. It just sucks. It just sucks. You're getting, ugh, you're getting fucked over, too. So, um, 
I found I found a story here. Uh, since I know last week we were talking about uh, kind of like remote viewing and things like that. Um, have you ever heard of Mount Shasta? Yeah. The Mount Shasta lights. Okay, so here we go. No, there's There was a famous UFO. Yes. Who's running with a jet a long time ago. Yes. There. So it says now, remote viewer claims that psychic spies are afraid to remote view Mount Shasta, which is a little nutty, I guess. I don't know. Um, I bet it was one guy. Mount Shasta, a stately volcanic mountain located in the remote wilderness of Northern California. Uh, A remote viewer leading a team of psychic spies, a term coined by the FBI, uh, trained in extrasensory perception techniques developed by the military, stated on a national radio program that his team of remote viewers do not like to remote view Mount Shasta. During the broadcast, he explained that the caves and tunnels beneath the mountain are inhabited by a race of superhuman aliens who exhibit peculiarities of a hybrid species sharing distinctive characteristics of both the greys and the reptilians. When these creatures are remote viewed, he explained, uh, they become aware that they are being watched and the remote viewers can then receive unwanted uh, visitations. It's It's stated that these creatures... Uh, have been abducting tourists, visiting Mount Shasta for extracting genetic material for reasons that are not entirely known. The tourists are reportedly kept alive during their captivity, it was said, and are sometimes released after these procedures. Crazy. And it goes into a whole lot of shit here. But yeah, the hosts of the radio program admitted... Uh, that she visited friends who lived in Mount Shasta who told her not to go up on the mountain alone because she might never return. There's been a lot of missing persons cases uh, in the area. Many of the modern myths and legends associated with Mount Shasta describe the region as being riddled with interdimensional portals and vortexes which serve as conduits to another realm which lies outside of our own reality altogether. Some aspects of this other reality may be stranger or more frightening than we can ever imagine. Crazy stuff, dude. Fucking crazy. So, yeah. That's some place we could go. We could easily go there. I got some buddies out that way. (coughs) Out that direction. Um, I don't know. I mean, I told the story once about the guy that my uncle knows that can remote view and yes. tried to fly into that place at Bakersfield, not Bakersfield. Um, oh God, what's the name of that college outside? Go, I don't remember. One of the colleges there in California. Okay. <coughs> and the thing came out, and the person came out and put up his hand and stopped him. He couldn't go any further. Right. But he was never afraid of it. I don't. He was never... I don't know. We'll have to ask around. We know some people that are more experienced in that than we are. Maybe they know 
somebody or they've tried or maybe they can try to remove you, Mount Sash, and see what happens. I mean, I don't understand why they would be afraid unless they've tried to do it and something scared them. Right. But, I mean, you've even, I got, don't know, the, you've even got the damn locals saying, don't go up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... It's Are they just saying that as a, a legendary... A... I don't even want to say alien. It has the alien aspect to it, but it's it's more of... I don't know. I've heard things from, like, elementals to, sure, like, advanced beings. I don't understand why the hell advanced beings would be living underground. I mean... Uh, I don't know. I'd rather take over the surface of the planet so I could, like, look at the ocean or the sky or something. Yeah. Maybe they're just waiting for the right time. <clears throat> if they're advanced, it's always the right time. <laughs> if they're advanced, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we just outnumber Maybe I, we outnumber them. I mean, I believe that there's hot spots around the, around the world that... <sighs> I don't, it could be anything. There could be anything there. Yeah. I definitely think there's a possibility of ancient aliens, but why are they still hiding? And like yeah. I said, if there's an advanced race, it would be boring to watch the shit out, you know, watch us. If that's what they're there for, if they're watching us to make sure we don't destroy the planet or whatever, don't they have anything better to do? I mean, I don't know, man. Like I said, maybe it's just a simple thing of we outnumber them right now. For so now, they fly off for the planet and go get their own planet, right? Well, they should. But I mean, the way the article made it sound is these things were some alien slash human hybrid. You know what I mean? Well, you know so. that's not too far from the uh, the black eyed child breeding factory oh, story. Fuck, here we go. It's not too far from there. Oh, my God. I was going through some news articles and stuff like that the other day. And I saw this one where it was this lady. uh, And just, I don't know, the way she worded everything, it just made her sound batshit crazy. Um, But, yeah, she was saying that there are such things as, you know, black-eyed adults as well. And one of them killed her boyfriend. Um. like, it's just absolutely crazy shit. Held him underwater until he drowned. Did um, the police investigate this? Or did the, the, the article guy did. drown and they, this was her explanation for his This drown. was her explanation. Like the, the article did not specify whether or not there was any investigation of any sort. So I'm telling you, buddy. So now we got to look out for them damn black-eyed adults as well. So wait, <laughs> so were the black-eyed adults under the water holding him down? No, apparently just attacked him. Just attacked him, or held him underwater by his, his neck, like, grabbed him. It was in the ocean? No, it wasn't in the ocean. I believe it was uh, like some kind of a pond or something like that. But they held him, grabbed him by his neck, held him underwater until the bubble stopped. Oh, so she saw the bubble. Yeah, apparently she watched it all go down. Just sat there. I don't know. I wonder why they would kill a single person like that. He might have been on to him. I don't know. That's all I can come up with. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know. Like I said, the lady 
sounded completely caca duty shit crazy. Off her rocker. I don't know. Ooh, this. I just found an interesting article. Let's see. I'm, uh, interesting headline. Let's see where it goes. <laughs> like I said, I didn't prepare for this show at all. So Yeah, you're fine. I didn't even know we were doing it. Um, <clears throat> it's on Coast to Coast news yeah. page. It says the Pearl Harbor, quote, mystery ad. Let's see what it says. It's got a video, but I don't have time to watch it. One of the more vexing mysteries of the Pearl Harbor attack is an advertisement published in the New Yorker a few days ahead of the infamous event that some believe may have been a coded warning. Okay. As detailed by... So this would be almost like the Simpsons predicting something. Yeah. Yeah. As detailed by historian Craig Nelson on Coast to Coast, the puzzling ad was featured in the November 22nd edition of the magazine and ostensibly promoted a dice game dubbed Deadly Double. Ooh. An illustration for the ad depicts people playing the game while taking refuge in an air raid shelter. Okay. The ad's text ominously advises readers to create a list of things they might need in case they are forced into such a harrowing scenario, scenario over the holiday season. Alongside the usual items one might want while riding out a bombing is, of course, the dice game Deadly Double. Six similar ads can be found elsewhere in the magazine, directing readers to check out the page where the Deadly Double is detailed. Intriguingly, those supplemental ads feature a drawing of two dice with the number 12 and 7 on them. What kind of dice has the number 12 on it? A 12-sided... I mean, it have to be at least a 12-sided die. Well, the dice game ad could be chalked up to eerie... So, the real, really, the only coincidence is it talks about air raids and it has the number 12 and 7. Gotcha. Which is interesting, but it's really nothing. I thought maybe they right. would have, like, a picture of Hawaii getting bombed or something like that. No, okay, they have a picture of it. <laughs> yeah, it just says, warning... Alert! See advertisement on page 86. It has the number 12 and 7, but it also has the number 5, oh, two X's, which would be 20, and then 24. So there's six different numbers on there, and two of them happen to be the dates of Pearl Harbor. Gotcha. I think it's just a coincidence. Could be. I don't know, buddy. What if it's more? Uh, there's no way we could ever know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was weird. What's up? My whole mic arm just shook. Shook? Yeah, like, I noticed my mic shaking back and forth. Yeah. And I didn't touch it. That's a little odd. I don't know. I don't either. Last week it moved away from me. Yeah. And now it's shaking. That's (laughs) weird, man. They have the man fights kangaroo to save dog on Coast to Coast. Did you see that video where he punched the kangaroo in the face? (laughs) I don't think so. You didn't? This is all over Facebook. He's I don't just think driving so. up. He's looking for his dog. 
he's driving out in a field somewhere down a dirt road and yeah. he sees that this kangaroo has a hold of the dog okay there's a big kangaroo it has his arms around the dog and he runs he jumps out of the car runs out into the middle of the field while the kangaroo is holding the dog and he's yelling at the kangaroo and the kangaroo lets the dog go stands up really tall and the guy just punches him in the face and walks off and the kangaroo just hops the other direction Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look for this. Coast to coast. I'm gonna have to look for this. That's awesome. Oh my goodness! Oh. Yeah, it says an incredible video from Australia captures the moment when a man was forced to fight a kangaroo in order to save a dog's life. The dog, the kangaroo, had already let go of the dog when he decided to punch it, but. <laughs> Uh, I got some news for you here, too, pal. Yeah? <sighs> Oregon's infamously haunted Crescent Mine featured on Sci-Fi is up for sale just in time for Christmas. Ooh, how much? Let me see here. It says, if you're looking to buy a gift for the paranormal enthusiast who already owns everything, got the perfect thing for you. Oregon's Crescent Mine, the location for Sci-Fi's hit series Ghost Mine, is up for grabs, so... If you know somebody who's always wanted to own an insanely haunted underground location, uh, their dreams are about to come true. It says, uh, according to the Gold Rush Expeditions, a historic crescent mine is surrounded by 20 acres uh, up for grabs to anybody willing to make the move to Sumter, Oregon. Don't worry, all the field work has been done, and the entire area has been meticulously surveyed, mapped, and researched so you won't accidentally build your house atop an abandoned mine. You'll just have to share it with a shit ton of ghosts, apparently. Um, let's see here. Where can we find the price? Where's the fucking price? Where's the price? Hmm... Five dollars. Forty grand. Forty thousand forty thousand dollars. Not much. Not much. That's actually I doubt you can uh, do much with the mine. It's just a hole in the ground now. It's a hole in the ground, but I tell you what, man, like And how how much I did how much land is there? Twenty acres. That's a good amount of land, but it's a fucking awesome amount of land. Are you kidding me? I tell you what though, I talked to uh Patrick Doyle uh from Ghost Mine. Uh, him and I did an event together. And no shit, man. Like, he was legitimately, like, spooked by this place. Was that, that was the ghost mine? That was. I never watched that show. I never really watched an episode of it either. Uh, but I also don't have, you know, cable television or anything like that. Um, that mine. What's that now, buddy? It is definitely that mine. It that is, is one of, this is one and the same. Yes, that is correct. This is the mine that was used on ghost mine. Um, yeah, just apparently it's in the middle of effing nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. Hope you like the uh, seclusion. So, <laughs> my goodness, fun, fun. I'm looking through stories, checking Ooh, them out. What, what's this one? <clears throat> you go back to it. Man claims to be 120 years old and the world's oldest virgin. 
Whoa, poor guy. It's on Mysterious Universe. If his claims are true, he puts the 40-year virgin to shame. Yeah, yeah. If he's as old as he says he is, while looking as good as he does, it's a mystery while he's not uh, hit with a lady. He's 120 years old. He belongs in the record books. Let's see. He's Swami Savananda, a Hindu monk, an Indian celebrity who claims to be a 120-year-old virgin. Good God. And that's the secret to his long life. Good God. <clears throat> this, or is this a good enough plot for a movie? Let's see. He's got his... Um, Passport says 8 8 of 1896 as his birthday. Huh. The passport of Swami Savanda gives his date of August 8, 1896, which would make him 120 years plus a few months. That means he's lived longer than Japan's Jiroman Kimura the recognized oldest living male who died in June of 2013 at age 116 in 54 days. It it says it makes him about two years away from the recognized longest living human record set by Janine Clement of France who lived to 122 years old in 164 days. My goodness. So there has been people that live longer than him. Says he eats very simple, oiled only boiled food without oil or spices, rice and boiled dal, which is a lentil stew with a couple of green chilies. Yikes. He doesn't look that old. He looks like he's in his late 50s. Good God. It says, unlike many long-lived humans, Swami Savanada also abstains from booze and cigarettes. Oh, what a fucking square. He reportedly practiced yoga. It's hip to be square, man. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, don't be quoting Huey Lewis. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that? What the fuck did you just say? He reportedly practices yoga. I didn't know this until the other day because I never really... I don't. Never mind. He reportedly practices yoga daily for hours at a time and says he sleeps on a mat on the floor with a piece of wood or stone block as a pillow. Wow. No babes, no booze, no bed, and no death certificate. (laughs) So what? Like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. The passport is issued to Swami Savanada, There's the, but his name technically isn't Swami. It's a title. Hello, Swami. I don't get it, though. Like, can I get... Uh, I'm going to get a little perverted for a minute here, okay? <laughs> like, oh, my God. I can't imagine going that long with no... No sex. You know what I'm they saying? say he. They think he may have stole this guy's his teacher's identity when his teacher died. Gotcha. Because so they're going off of temple records because they don't actually have birth records, and Damn. the name he has is somebody that was born that day. But they think it may have been his teacher. 
Huh. But he's claiming to be that person. That's interesting. That's interesting. A life without sex. I can't. No. It's not for me. Couldn't do it. No? No. Couldn't do it. That's the human condition. That's got to be it. It's got to be it. Moreover, I think it's our God-given right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I I don't. I don't think we would be given toys if we weren't allowed to play with them. There, I said it. There, I said it. That's stupid. Um, it's like, so dumb. What's your definition of a toy? You know goddamn well what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but other people's definitions of a toy might yeah. be, I don't know, a sheep. Ugh. Or... That's not a toy. Sick. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be somebody's definition of a toy. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. But goddamn, man. Come on. Gross. Gross. Let me see here. Alien expert. That's right. I said alien expert. Yeah. Because we all know so goddamn much about what's going on out there. Alien expert says we are now sharing our planet with a new species of humans. Recently, alternative. Did you see this? Yeah, it might be the story I've seen before. I've seen a story about this. It's about six months old. Re- really? Well, if it's the one I think it is, is there a picture of a kid with like really weird looking eyes? And I just see a. We'll just read it. Just like, read it. like a blonde chick. With, like, really white hair. Um, Alternative news journalist Alexis Brooks met up with Mary Rodwell, author, ufologist, hypnotherapist. Rodwell is a prominent figure in the research of phenomena related to star children, a race of hybrid beings with alien DNA, also claimed to be a new species of humans with super cognitive abilities. Um... Rodwell is a professor, counselor, hypnotherapist, ufologist, researcher, and metaphysician. Jesus. Mary is also the founder and principal of ACERN, which is Australian Close Encounter Resource Network, and is recognized internationally as one of Australia's leading researchers in the UFO and contact phenomenon. She is the vice president of Star Kids Project and an advisory committee member of ExoPolitics. But she is stating, data suggests that children are being altered and transformed on many levels through extraterrestrial encounters. Some of the latest DNA research that could qualify how this upgrading may occur and how it may be linked to such conditions such as ADHD, Asperger's, uh, and possibly autism is also explored as many of these individuals demonstrate awareness of the non-physical realms. This is crazy shit, man. So this is more like, uh, what do they call them? The crystalline type children is another term that I've heard used for these for these kids. Yeah. Have you heard of that term? This isn't the same one that I read about before, though I've heard of this before. Okay. Uh, this idea before, anyways. I mean... I, I definitely think that there's a possibility that there 
there may be differences among the even the known people on the planet that we don't know the differences of. I mean, there's a lot of people that the, think that the uh, the negative aspect of the blood, you know, how you can have like AB positive, AB negative, that kind of stuff. There's a lot of people that think that the negative ones are actually intertwined with an alien type of DNA. Right. Um, <clears throat> there's probably That's all kinds of people out there that have weird things about them that science can't explain. Oh, yeah, sure. Man. Where it comes from or if it's in the lineage. I mean, there's... I mean, it's this is really rare. And they were able to find out where this came from. But in, I think it was Kentucky, Tennessee maybe, Tennessee okay. or Kentucky. For a long time, there was a family that had completely blue skin. Blue? They, all, they, they actually... I don't think they're around anymore, and I believe it's because of interbreeding. I think they bred themselves out Ooh. of being able to continue to breed because they just stuck to themselves. I don't yeah. know if they're still around. I'd have to look, but I do know that this story is true. Wow. They were all, they, most of them were deformed in some way, or they had some kind of mental problems because they were interbreeding, but they'd had a blueness to their skin, and it. I don't, I'm just pulling it off the top of my head. I don't remember the reason, but there's people like that that have something different about them huh. that they were able to figure out a reason for, but there could be subtle things that people just don't even notice that doesn't affect day-to-day life that could right. be different about somebody that they just don't have a test for now, and it could be alien intervention at Absolutely. some point along the line, or it could be just some form of mutation maybe we have like actual x-men starting to come alive now you never know wouldn't that be shit that's kind of a drastic change to all of a sudden have people but, able to use some sort of abilities like that but they could you, you know it, many dude, people think that if we all of the sudden unlocked another portion of our brain like our children were evolved to be able to use not even 100%, just more of their brain. They'd be yeah. able to do stuff that we can't explain now, and that would be considered like an X-Men kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you look at the trend from, like, just from, like, the 1980s, the 1990s, um, the amount of children that were born with, you know, what we're calling Asperger's or autism, and... The, the numbers are fucking staggering. The increase. Absolutely staggering. We're talking like one in... Shit, I don't even remember what it is. One in 100? One in 70? Something like that. It's something bizarre. Has some form of autism. They're on the spectrum, so to speak. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely fucking crazy. But what is it that shifted so much in just the past few decades that has ushered this in? Like, what is it? What is the the antecedent there? Do you think it's a possibility it was a planned design and inflicted onto the I don't population? Know. Like, I could, I could see, I could. Okay, yeah, I could is see that. that a, but at the same time, the whole the whole inoculation and uh, yes, yes. 
I could, um, vaccine arguments. Well, and let's there still let's, could be some other way that they could affect the worldwide population. Right now, it should be said though too, because like you know, back then, let's say uh, somebody had you know Asperger's syndrome or or what have you, they I think were more than likely just thrown into the autism uh, yeah. bubble. Now we have now we have different right exactly and now we have different classifications um, and sections you know uh, and it's all considered this autism spectrum now so there are more classifications for that and so yeah the numbers are going to be up they're going to increase that's a given but holy shit this much I don't think so. Like, this is a very drastic change. So, what am I suggesting that it's some kind of weird government design? Maybe. Fuck, I don't know. Who's to say? It's very weird stuff, pal. I lost you. No, I mean, I was, I was looking, at, looking at stories checking them out. I don't know. I mean, who knows? It's there there could be a possibility that there's just that many different things that could be different and they're putting them into that quote unquote spectrum. Um yes. <clears throat> It does. I mean, there's definitely even if it's because we didn't diagnose it correctly, there's definitely a lot massive amount of diagnosis in that now yes i don't know i don't know enough about it but i, I do know that is i wouldn't put it past any government to have tested something at some point at some level on in any possible way maybe they put it in food that was served to the parents and then this is something that affects the later born children sure. that they just didn't know about. I mean, sure. the government, the, I mean, quote unquote, the government and universities and, and biopharmaceutical people and all kinds of stuff. People test stuff all the time. Yeah. And they won't know for 30, 40, 50 years what some of the side effects or what could, it could actually possibly cause. Yeah, if there's any so repercussion could, whatsoever. And they may not even ever know. It may not ever be tied back to anything, but they could have tested something in the 50s on the population that is affecting the offspring. Sure. Or the offspring of the offspring. And there's no way to know. I mean, it is weird that... Oh, dude. If, if it's truly something that's growing in the population, then there's definitely something wrong. Well, something then what's going to... in our environment. Exactly. Or something was changed by us to our environment. Exactly. My only question is then, what does that bring in the next five decades? 50 years from this point, what will, what will it be like? mindless slaves I don't know man do either that either, either mindless slaves or the exact opposite you know what I mean I have no idea 
I mean, there could it could be an awakening. Of exactly. Sorts. Like, okay, I'm just gonna say, like, I have worked for son of a bitch seven, eight years with kids, specifically on the autism spectrum. One, it is fascinating to me how their minds work. It is absolutely fascinating. There was one kid, like you talk about like the the savants, you know what I mean? It's very rare and all this stuff. But like one kid that I always, him and I would just go and have fun. We did a lot of horseback riding. We did a lot of bowling and we watched a lot of baseball. You know what I'm saying? When we went to uh, the College World Series, which is here in, uh, which is in Omaha, Nebraska, just like an hour away from me, um, it was fucking nuts because he was sitting there and he could literally name off every stat from every player, <laughs> like from these teams, decades past. It was amazing to me, like absolutely fascinating. The kid just loved his baseball, you know what I mean? But uh, it's just. It's mind-blowing how their brains work. So, there again, 50 years from now, if this trend continues, mindless slaves or the exact opposite. It's very hard to tell. It's interesting, though. Ow. Dude, I think I'm uh, having sympathy pains for you. Oh, yeah? What does it feel like? Well... Well, sir, let me tell you, like the past two weeks now, I think two weeks, maybe more. I don't know. It feels like the past two years. My uh, my back has just been completely fucked. And I, it's just the lower left portion of my back. And it's basically only when I'm sitting and it's a shooting pain that goes down my left leg. What the? What'd you do? You didn't hear that? No, what was it? You getting attacked? Oh, fuck. What the hell? No, I'm here. I just... No, I think we... uh, Maybe we got a little too close for comfort. With the whole, like, crystalline children thing. There's a cat whining outside my window. Like, loudly. Dude, you be careful. That's gotta be what it is. It almost sounds like a coyote. That's like Professor McGonagall out there. You better watch your ass. I don't know. It sounded. It sounded like a little cry, a little kid crying when my headphones on. I had to be the cat out, a cat outside, huh? Dude, that sounded like up. a coyote. <laughs> oh my god, that's nuts! You got any more stories for us? I just pulled up one, and I. What the fuck is it doing? Headline is U.S. freezes over. Forecasters warn stay home. What? As icy Arctic snowstorm batters America. This comes from the Express, but it won't load. We haven't got any snow here. No, we haven't either. Yeah, I know it's snowing a lot on the East Coast. Yeah, our buddy Rick out there in Ohio looked like he got a lot of snow. He's like, fuck this. (laughs) This is just a bad headline. Yeah. It's just talking about the storm. 
says it'll be 15 to 30 degrees below average. Oh, fuck off. Every morning here, it's been fucking It like says an out-of-control plane was left skidding off an icy runway at Detroit Metropolitan Airport, oh, Airport over the weekend. Jeez. Gotta yeah, it's just a regular snowstorm. Yup. Arctic apocalypse. Da, da, da. Good God. All right. Those temperatures will be negative 13 degrees Celsius tomorrow in the windy city. <laughs> That's great. Uh, no, I do I'm, have one other one here before we yeah. go. At least we'll click on the headline and see what it does. It says, click man it. who stands between Earth and asteroid Armageddon. What? This comes from Bloomberg.com. Man who stands between Earth and asteroid Armageddon because every day could be an asteroid day for NASA's planetary defense officer. I want that job. No shit. I want to be a planetary defense officer. Lindley Johnson. That's who our fates. He has our fates in his hands. Wow. Spent 23 years in the U.S. Air Force keeping his eyes above the skies. He helped identify and tackle a growing risk of human space activity, the sheer volume of stuff obtaining, orbiting the planet. Wow. In addition to helping manage and monitor military assets in orbit, in 1982, the Air Force set up a space command to coordinate its activities not the least of which was making sure the new or the then new space shuttle fleet would have a tra- wouldn't have a tragic encounter with spacefaring material in the early 1990s johnson's focus turned to natural threats to the planet from near earth asteroids now a large and glow- growing class of rocks that scientists track both for their potential impact risk and to study the solar system about 1,500 new objects are discovered every year. Wow. Since retiring as a lieutenant colonel several years ago, he's become the founding head of NASA's Planetary Defense Coordination Office. I need to, I need to get a job da, there. Da, da, da. Overseeing a network of ground-based telescope surveys for asteroids and working with other agencies to prepare for the unlikely event of a direct hit. So I need to go in there and be like, yeah. I'll do any job you want. Just make it so I don't have to pay taxes. That's right. Ever. Ever. Again. That's what you do, yeah. That's what you do when you save the Earth. That's what happens. You don't got to pay That's taxes <laughs> anymore. I saved your ass. No more taxes. Yeah. A sign on his credenza in the office reads, Every day is asteroid day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is a... Uh, it's not that long. Let's look at the questions they interviewed him. Uh, question one: So we can just take out asteroids with nukes, right? Says that's a <laughs> Hollywood fantasy. First of all, it would be too late to send an ICBM with a nuclear warhead on it. These things are moving at speeds like the equivalent of about twelve miles per second. So that reminds me of another thing: ICBM you know movies. Yeah, not an ICBM, but you know, like in bowel movies movement. Now, is that what he's talking about? Bowel movement. No, you don't know what an ICBM is? Ballistic missile? Intercontinental ballistic missile. Got it. Okay. It's the Got longest it. range ones. Um, anyways, in pretty much any Hollywood movie, 
you know how they look up and see the asteroid or comet or whatever shooting across the sky before it hits? Sure. That wouldn't happen that way. Ooh. It's traveling so fast. By the time you even had an inkling that it was in the sky, it would already be over. Holy fuck. Yeah. Even if it was, well, unless it was bouncing off of our atmosphere. And even then, it could be doing damage to the ground without even hitting it if it's good enough size. But something coming in at the right angle to penetrate our atmosphere uh, would be at a speed too fast to watch it trail across the sky. Wow. Anyways, they will be difficult. They would be difficult to intercept on an impact trajectory in the last few moments. Second, you're not going to stop anything at that point. All the mass is still going to come down on us. And yeah. if anything spread it over a wider area, and that's not really a viable option. They need to find a way to find one several years in advance so that we can have time to plan to knock it out of its orbit. Oh, shit. Huh. I think you should apply. Just be like, listen, bitch. (laughs) I know what I'm talking about. I talk about it every week, man. That's right. You'd be like, you don't even know. You don't even know the knowledge I have. That'd be awesome. Ugh. I tell you what. Let's see here. 913-730-7255 is the Ectoplasm Show phone number. Ectoplasmshow at gmail.com at Show on Instagram and Twitter. The Ectoplasm Show on Facebook and Ectoplasmshow.com. Also check us out on YouTube. Rate and review us on iTunes. All that fun shiznit. Jason, you they got anything else for the good piece? They had a million dollar budget in 2014, so How they many? could afford to pay me one of those million, I'm sure. Yeah, fuck, dude. It'd be fine. <laughs> It'd be fine. I could probably do as much as they're doing. Be like, because I'm awesome. That's what's up. Jeez. Good stuff, pal. Everybody right. call your insurance companies and yell at them for me. I don't That's care right. if you have the same insurance or not. They all deserve it. Sons of bitches. That's what's up. But hell yeah. We will talk to you guys when? Friday morning? Bright and early Friday morning? Leave <sighs> a little revolution. That is right. That is right. We're going to be talking about some fun shit on Friday, guys. It's going to uh, knock your caps back a little bit. And uh, yeah, hopefully... Hopefully, we're all going to learn something on Friday morning. So, we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Peace out.